Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super pumped to be with you because guess what? College football season is approaching. We are going to turn all of our focus to college football as we preview all of the conferences for you, starting today with the ACC. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we will have a blast with you guys. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. Make sure you're following us there and sharing the post with your friends. Share the episodes with your friends. And also remember to download and leave a five-star review if you like the episode. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Wild Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome in listeners to another episode of the best podcast on the airwaves. Number one, baby. Not two. Nope. Not three. Nope. Not four. Nope. You, you tell them, LeBron. <laughs> so, listeners, it's that time again. First, find your nearest pine saw. Okay? Then, test your smoke detectors. Does it have batteries? Those things are the worst. If it is low on battery, battery, it'll let you know. You will know. For sure. <laughs> There's no middle ground. <laughs> and lastly, your carbon monoxide alarms. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Very those, important. Those are important. Yep. That's a tragic way to die. Did you watch Safety Zone? Very, very important. Oh, I absolutely oh, did. Safety Zone. That was a game changer. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you're probably wondering what we're doing with these things, and it seems pretty obvious. These are all housekeeping items, isn't it? Duh. It's some housekeeping time, So baby. let's get into it. The first... Item we have is a tweet. Tweet. A tweet. Tweet, tweet. One of our favorite tweets of the last week or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought to you by at Wolverine Corner. Not a fan, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Wolverines much. Down with the Wolverines. For obvious, reason, obvious reasons. Two reasons. So here's what their tweet says. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the top five college football stadiums that you're most likely to get murdered at. What? Emphasis on murdered is in murdered all caps. Was in so, all caps. so college football stadiums that I'm going to get murdered at. Yes, yeah. that you will get murdered at. Okay. So think about which ones you think you'd get murdered at. Okay. What are, which ones have the reputation? I'm going to guess, like, the South. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to guess Miami's on there somewhere. Uh, Number pretty, one. Pre- oh, okay. Hard Rock Stadium, Miami. Pretty sketchy. I, would, I agree. Yep. Number two on the list is Neyland Stadium in Tennessee, which Jared and I almost firsthand experienced on the freeway outside of it. Oh my gosh, that's true! When that motorbike lady whipped a pistol and pointed it at our van. (laughs) So, definitely uh, belongs on the list. Okay. Brutal, plus they might try to murder you via mustard bottle. Or golf balls. Or something. Mm -hmm. True, ask Lane Kiffin about that one. Yeah, number three is 
Florida Gators Stadium, mm-hmm. Ben yeah. Hill Griffin Stadium. Yeah. Mur- you probably get murdered by a multiple things there. Yeah, just more Florida stuff. There might just be a gator the, in exactly. the Exactly. You, you're like, just walking your seeds to get eaten. Stung by like a swarm of wasps or something. Like, yeah, there, there could be a headline. Flo- Florida ones? man is murdered at football stadium. <laughs> no one, no one would bat an eye. Nope, that, that makes sense. That's just more Probably Florida. happened before, honestly. Yep. Uh, number four, it looks like, is Arkansas. Okay. Um, I can see it. Yeah, during their college baseball season, somebody just pulled a raccoon from under the bench. <laughs> oh, so who yeah. knows what they have in their football stadium? <laughs> Crazy stuff could happen. <laughs> then number five, an unusual number on the list, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Brigham <laughs> Young University. What? I do not understand this at all. Has anyone ever got murdered at BYU's football stadium? Not uh, that I know. I, I don't I'm gonna think say so. no. Go out on a limb. <laughs> The no closest thing murdered. we've seen is USC's people football getting program. trampled oh. by The Rock. Yeah. No, so, yes. I mean, if they're going by that... I'd... That's true. Maybe the Wolverine corner is privy to The Rock's Jeez. tendencies. <laughs> it, honestly, like, we're not far off. It keeps trending this way. Somebody might just... <laughs> honestly, yep. yeah. Especially outside the Marriott Center. That's oh, my gosh. So, let us know. DM us, on, DM us on Instagram. How likely are you to die? Get murdered. Sorry, not just to die. Get not murdered. Not just die, yeah. At Lavelle Edwards. Well, uh, see, getting trampled by the rock, that that's like manslaughter. That's not yeah, murder. That's true. Yeah, that wouldn't be murder, mm. I guess. Huh. All right. Well, interesting tweet. <laughs> yes. Um, let's move on to our next housekeeping, which has sort of been the elephant in the room of BYU sports the past few days. Yeah, let's just say this. Because we, we don't know exactly how our listener base is going to react. <laughs> Zach Wilson is in the news. He's yep. in the news. You may have heard something. Whether it's true or not has yet to be proven. But his teammates yes. seem to be backing him. Along with the entire yeah. United States. There's a surprisingly positive reception <laughs> to Zach Wilson and his behavior. So the question must be asked. You don't have to answer it. But ask yourselves internally, are you Team Zach or Team Dax? Mm. Let's move on before we get into any trouble. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I hope both of them play fantastic this season. Yeah, I hope they're both motivated. <laughs> this season, baby. Because of this little I honestly, triangle. I yeah. hate like off-field drama. Like This is funny, but like I hate talking about off-field drama. As long as they both play well, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah, I just want Zach to, you know, lead the Jets to a 10-win season. To the playoffs. That would be something. <laughs> to the playoffs. And then Dax Millen leads the Commanders to maybe a yeah. you know, conference yeah, championship. Their leading receiver. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Over Terry McLaren, of course. Speaking of, question, sorry, speaking of quarterbacks with questionable morals. Oh. Jared, how are you must be about talking about right the Browns. Oh, okay. Must be talking about the Browns. Okay, um... So I've been a Cleveland Browns fan for as long as I knew about the NFL, yep. which, to be fair, is only like the last 10 years. Fair. <laughs> Honestly, didn't know it existed okay. until... In your I young life. Like a deacon. Um, <laughs> I'm giving up Cleveland for the time being. I've been on my last draw for a while. Uh, for obvious reasons, they're probably the most... No, I don't know. The Jaguars are making a bid for, for it last year. Texans. Last year it was the Texans. Texans also. It's the Texans. Texans uh, started this whole thing. I that's true. <laughs> yes, they did. But uh, I, I, this is. I'm just. I'm done for the time being. My last straw. You're withdrawing. I'm. Yes, I'm withdrawing. I'm no longer a Cleveland fan. Um, they 
played Baker Mayfield on a torn labrum last season, then refused to trade him and signed a sex offender to play over him. Um, yeah. And now, yeah. So now Baker's on the Panthers. Hope he does great. But and I'm done. got what in return? I can't even remember. A it was seventh like, round pick. A seventh <laughs> round pick. For the number, what was he, one? He number was number one. one. He was number, number one. one overall. Yeah, Baker you're Mayfield. stupid. I'm done with Cleveland. So I asked the listeners and you two, I need pitches on who should be my next team. All right. I could get you a pitch. We all know who I root for. <laughs> we'll get our pitches going here. We'll, we'll get them ready to go. Yep. Yeah, maybe next episode or next week, I expect to hear pitches. Because right. uh, I am in the market, as it were. Leaning, uh, not New York, but I'm leaning Washington. Mm. Or maybe Chicago. Um, yeah, no, okay. don't, don't go Chicago. Justin no. Fields. Justin Fields. No. Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. Do you want to do that That's to yourself? That's true. Stop. I mean, Stop right no. now. Fields could break the curse. <laughs> true. Los Angeles Chargers. That's good. San Francisco. Justin Herbert. Actually, the Powder Blue Unis. Mm. They're beautiful. Justin Herbert. New Orleans. Nolens. Squinston. Squinston. All right. See, this is good. This is good. I'll be thinking about this. I'll have an update for you later. And I guess Jason Hill's still on the roster, but like, yeah, yeah, this stupid new coach doesn't want to. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Justin, I heard you have a. you have a fire fest for us. Yeah, good time. Yeah, for those that don't know what a fire fest is, it's just a completely dumb and unfortunate thing that happened to me. Uh, yesterday, I was chilling at work, about to go to my plasma appointment, but then I got a call, and they're like, "Hi, this is the dentist. Are you coming to your appointment?" And I was like, "Oh shoot, when's my appointment?" They're like, "It was gonna be ten minutes ago. If you don't get here within whatever, it's it's gonna be a late fee or like it's gonna be a cancellation fee." And I was like, "Oh crap!" I had already canceled this appointment once, so I ran over there, had the clock out early from work. I say, okay, let's get your fillings done. I got fillings on top and bottom on both sides. They were really easy fillings, nothing too crazy. Okay. But he numbed the crap out of all four corners <laughs> oh, of my no. mouth. Oh, boy. To the point where, like, my wife bought me a milkshake. I couldn't even suck the straw. Oh, it was bad. Oh, I had no. a piece of cotton up in my lip that I didn't even know was there for two hours <laughs> before I took it out. So, yeah, my mouth kind of still hurts from that. And, uh, yeah, uh, the dentist sucks. No, uh, never go. That sucks. My mom literally Brutal. just sent me a text today that's like, here's the information for our dentist so that you can set up your next appointment. Don't go. I was like, ugh. Don't go. Sure thing, mom. I haven't been in the last two years. Cleanings but. are fine. Yeah. If they want to do any work, though, don't go. Don't go. All right. Noted. <laughs> this is good hygiene. Okay. Yeah, good advice for us. <laughs> um, anyway. We got some news. We got some big news. Boop, boop, boop. There are only 40... Five days from Wednesday until college football kicks off, week zero. 45. Let's clap it up for the world. 45 days, baby. That's just a month and a half. We're almost there, boys. We're almost there. Ooh, sorry. I just, uh, the water came up on me. <laughs> get ready for the season with us. We have 45 days to get ready. Get ready with us. We're going to be previewing the college football season conference by conference, starting with the ACC. Yep. We're making our uh, way east to west. Mm-hmm. Start with the ACC. Right. It's going to be exciting. We're going to go over win totals, division winners, and conference winners. See if there's any playoff contenders in the mix here. Ooh, um, but maybe that. just a quick question for you guys. With all the conference realignment, what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think the ACC will exist in Cinco Años, five years? Oh, shoot. Um, so if you didn't listen to our last episode, all of you... Go listen to it. First, yeah, shame on you. It's still very relevant. There's a lot of crazy college football stuff happening. 
and the ACC is obviously part of that. But the thing about them is they're locked in a. All the schools individually are locked up for 14 more years <laughs> in a guarantee of rights deal with the conference, so they can't go anywhere unless they want to pay the conference a bunch of money, which is a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, not a just lot like of money. not just like money to leave, but it's like a ridiculous amount of money. Yes. So, I think the ACC will exist in five years. Purely because it's impossible for them to get out. Yeah. I Some couple schools might leave, but I think most schools will still be there. Yeah. I know last episode I was talking about how you can't pay a grant of rights to something that's dead. Mm-hmm. I heard today from an ACC source... Per mm-hmm. source, per yes. source, per source alert. Per source. I'm gonna name him. It's Tate Frazier. Tate oh, Frazier. Titus Tate podcast. So this I, is on I, his head. An actual source. And it is an actual source. <laughs> I. But uh, my source says that his sources. Oh, his tell him <laughs> that the grant of rights is only void if eight teams leave. Oh. Okay. So even if there's five teams left. All seven teams would still have to pay the grant of rights money. Interesting. So, because we talked about maybe the Ace, maybe the SEC and Big Ten poaching a couple schools. Yeah. I do not think they're gonna take four apiece. Yeah. I don't anywhere know like in the next if decade. Eight ACC schools will be changing conferences. Right. So it's I think possible. it will also exist. It is possible. True. We cannot say, but it's not likely. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'll exist. Or I think they will exist, um, but I'm interested to see what happens because I don't think Clemson yeah. wants to be there. I don't think Clemson wants to be there either. I don't think Miami particularly Clemson, wants to be there. Miami, Florida State. I don't think yeah. Florida State football teams. My, in my opinion, definitely does not want to be there. In five years, it'll exist. In ten years, maybe not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. All right, let's move on to the teams, um, the individual teams within the conference. Let's go for it. ACC is made up of two divisions, the Atlantic Division and the Coastal Division. Yes. Pretty interesting names, <laughs> but it makes sense. It's the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right. They got an Atlantic one and a Coastal one. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, why not? Go Checks for it. Out. Go off ACC. Go for it. <laughs> um, so we're going to go alphabetical division by division. Mm-hmm. Our first team is Boston College. All right. Boston College, they're... they're I, they're kind of like your classic ACC team. They've got like a a good to, or a moderate to good defense. Couple returners. Um, they were the third best pass D last season. Okay, so that's big. Not bad. But their offense has uh, some some question marks. Yeah. Phil Jakovic is back after an injury, so we'll have to see how good he is after his injury. He's got a high ceiling. Um, and wide receiver Zay Flowers is also back, but. Yeah. I'm not super high on this team. I don't think mm-hmm. they're any better than middle of the pack. Okay. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I got to completely agree with you. Yeah. They're kind of known for being one of the worst teams in FBS, I feel like. Yeah. They're, well, not as bad as UConn, but sort of in the conversation. They're like the maybe. tier above. Yeah. Tier above the UConns and the Vanderbilts. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, not a powerhouse by any means. They're there. Like Jerry was saying, the offense was bad last year. Ranked in the bottom third in every category. Their <laughs> defense ranked in the top third, however, and they are getting Jerkovic back. So with all the information available, are you guys taking the over or the under on their win total of six games? I'm taking the under. 
I'm also taking the under. <laughs> okay. The, I think maybe five and seven regular season. Yeah. Four and eight on a bad bad year. I'd say the ceiling is like a push. Ceiling is yeah. probably a push, but I think their their floor is way lower than six. So yeah. I'm taking the under. I think under. I have to absolutely agree. I think they have five wins on this schedule, but with a push at six even games, you have to ask, are they more likely to go seven and five or are they more likely to go five and seven? Because if it's a push, you just get your money back and we'll get like a, it'll be like a it's zero point for us. You know, get your cheeses back. <laughs> they are not going seven and five. I'm also yeah. taking the under Boston College will not win six games. They will not be bowling this year. No, yeah, sir. I don't think so. And if they do go bowling, they'll lose to G5 team. Let's talk about a team that Dan was had his eye yeah. on last year. That was sniped him right out of <laughs> right out of the profit in the desert. <laughs> Let's talk about Clemson. Clemson's offense was abysmal last year, but their defense was the exact opposite. One of the top two in the nation. Clemson has a lot of turnover. Head coach stayed, but both coordinators left. Their win total is set at ten and a half. What? Ten and a half. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of games. What were you guys think? Um, as far as the win total goes, I'm taking the under. Okay. I'm I'm I well known as a Clemson skeptic. <laughs> I think Dabble Swiney is a bit of a fraud. <laughs> he's not fraud alert. He's not that good of a coach. We got him on fraud alert. Trevor Lawrence was a good college quarterback. As much as I didn't like him, I'll admit that. Yeah. And he kind of carried Clemson. Um, his last throw of his college career, by the way, was an interception in the end zone oh. against the Ohio State Buckeyes. The. Continue. Yeah. And we know how they went last year. They had a, a tough time. Tough time. You might say. Uh, and many people picked them to be in the playoff. I think they probably won't be as bad, maybe. But they're definitely not winning... More than 10 games, so I'm taking the under. Okay. Yeah, I'm also uh, taking the under. Even though they have a pitiful non-conference, they yeah. have a trip to South Bend, which, that's good. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give it to them. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be that good this year, but that's still good. Um, so I think they'll get probably maybe ten or like 9 or 10 wins, but I also think they're going to take a step back. I, I think, like Dan said, um, I think Dabo... Put a lot on his coordinators. Tony mm. Elliott obviously didn't get the job done as OC. Yeah. So who's to say that the next OC will do any better? And Venables did a great job with the defense. Um, but yeah. I just I, I don't think the offense will put it together this year. Not high on DJU. <laughs> and the defense, they lost Venables and Skalski, who was like their quarterback in the defense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking the under. I gotta agree with you. I think they have seven guaranteed wins on their schedule. Sorry, eight guaranteed wins on their schedule. I do think this will be an eight-win team. Now I have to ask. There's a toss-up for me at Wake Forest versus North Carolina State, at Notre Dame and versus Miami. Mm. Those are four toss-up games. Do I think they'll go three and one to get to the win total of eleven? I do not think so. I'm taking the under. I agree. So we have all taken the unders on both teams. Six consecutive unders. All right. Our next team is Florida State. Mm, The mm. Seminoles, whose reputation precedes them. Um, They had quite a Florida State year last year, (laughs) I would say. They went five and seven. But they were a lot better at the end of the year than at the beginning. I was looking. They started the year 0-4. Oh, that's right. Which means they went five and three. 
for finish. the rest of the season. They did in, in their ACC schedule. Um, their their non conference schedule includes LSU and Florida. Both, which, which should be respectable at least. I mean, the games are oh, good. Don't forget Louisiana Lafayette. And ULL, yes. Okay. Louis- yeah. The Raging Cajuns are in there, too. Didn't mention that Another one. respectable program. So, kind of a tougher non-conference schedule. I think they'll lose to the two SEC teams. Um, as far as the roster goes, I don't know what sticks out. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not much. Their quarterback is kind of mediocre. Um, yeah, it's kind of lukewarm across yeah. the board, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any other thoughts about Florida State? Yeah, I can go for it. Uh, just like looking at the schedule, I, their win total is set at seven and a half. I have, uh, at least five guaranteed wins on this schedule. And then I have two that are toss up wins for me. I think, I think they're obviously going to win Duquesne. They might win at Louisville. That's a toss up for me. They'll beat Boston College. They'll beat... They'll, they'll beat Syracuse. They'll beat Georgia Tech. They have a couple cupcakes on there. They'll beat Louisiana Lafayette, I think. I got to ask myself, though, will they win both toss-ups and upset Florida in order to get to that win total of eight? My answer is no. I'm taking the under. Uh, see, I'm, I'm conflicted because I originally had written down the over. And not mm-hmm. the over because I'm high in Florida State, but because I'm low on all the other teams they play. Yeah. But I'm kind of rethinking now because as I look at the schedule, I I don't know. I think they'll beat Florida just because Florida has a new coach okay. um, coming from a G5 school. So I think he'll do really well there, but I don't think he'll do as well as he is projected to do in year one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I might take the under. I'm going to say under, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go over just because they don't have a very hard schedule. Um very hard conference schedule. Um, but I'm going to take the under confidence rating of probably two or three. <laughs> Nine consecutive <laughs> unders taken. So nice. Yeah. Shout out. We're doing great. This is we, an under podcast. We're Start. high on the ACC we this love year. The ACC football. <laughs> yeah. um, next up is a really interesting team Louisville. Very Louisville, interesting. They are your classic middle of the pack. Oh, I forgot they exist. P5 team. Mm-hmm. That's true. I literally forgot this was a college. For like two years straight. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Nobody talks about Louisville. Right? Like, if Lamar Jackson hadn't gone there, I don't think anybody would even know that Louisville played football, right? Yeah. No, but Louisville is on the up and up on the recruiting trail. Multiple top 10 recruits just signed. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I Lamar know Jackson that. and Donovan Mitchell. Oh. Put Louisville on the map. That's true. I thought those were the recruits. I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, their quarterback, Malik Cunningham, he's back. Um, it's a good cue. I swear I've heard that name for like a bajillion years. Um, and it's because it has been a bajillion years. This is like his fourth years. Uh, he kind of strikes me as a Spencer Sanders type, Oklahoma State quarterback. Kind of the guy that like has flashes of a high ceiling, but usually is pretty close to the floor most days. Yeah. Um, they get JMU and UCF out of conference. Mm. Um, those are very interesting games. Those are, I feel like those are sleeper games. Right? Shout out to JMU, first year in the FBS. True, yeah. true. Best of luck. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Um, I am going to take the over, however. Ooh. Yes, I'm taking the over. They have a lot of returning experience. I know they weren't great last year, um, but I think Malik Cunningham will kind of put it together. It's a senior season. 
And I think they just are better than most of the teams on their schedule. Like I said, it's not very difficult. They get Pitt, Virginia. Um, they do have to play Kentucky, though. I'm still going to take the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over as well for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Oh. We got our first overs, I think, like Justin said, they are a little on the come up. Um, their win total is set at six, even. So if you take the over, you say they either win seven games, if not you know, five or below. So I think they're more likely to win seven or more games than have a bad year and only win up to five. Agreed. So I'm taking the over for Louisville. And I think it's a pretty safe bet as well because the over-under is six flat. Yeah. yeah. And so you would get a push if push at six. they fall to six. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, on this one, I, I look at their schedule at Syracuse, at UCF versus Florida State is not an easy start to the season. No. Two away games, and uh, Syracuse is barely a team. Syracuse should be a dub. And Florida State. I look at the schedule, I see five guaranteed wins on this schedule and four toss-up games. Mm. At UCF, mm. I think is a toss-up. Versus Florida State, I think yeah. is a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Versus Pitt, versus Wake Forest, both are toss-ups for me. So, with it being six wins the total, I have to ask myself, are they more likely to go five and seven or seven and five? Mm-hmm. Can they win one of the four toss-ups to push <laughs> them over the top? I think yes. I'm betting the over. We're all taking the over, okay. Or not, not betting, but uh, yes. <laughs> placing Cheez-Its on Very the Very interesting. A uh, quick note about them. Just kind of going over their schedule again. Listen to these games. At UCF, they get USF at home. Okay. They play James Madison. They play nice. at Kentucky, Ooh. I, and then they get Florida State at home as well. This is low-key. I think this might be an exciting team to watch this year. It will be. They yeah. have some good games on the schedule. They have a lot of experience. They have a high ceiling, I feel like. like they could win nine games. I wouldn't be super surprised. Yeah, they could be like last year's uh, pit yeah. or uh, yeah. NC State. Yeah. You know? They seem a lot like NC State. I'll tell you what, I'm actually really high on Malik Cunningham. Okay. I am really high on Malik Cunningham, and I think he's going to have a breakout year. All right. Uh, so everybody keep your eyes out for Louisville. Yeah, keep I think an eye they, on Louisville. They can definitely surprise some people. But all got the overs going. Let's move on to talk about North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. So North Carolina State had an incredible year last year coming out and making it to the... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just messed up right there on my, my things. But <laughs> NC State had an incredible year last year. They were absolutely phenomenal. Finished ranked for the first time in who knows how long. (laughs) When's the last time you saw North Carolina State do anything other than randomly upset Clemson? And that wasn't because North Carolina State was good. That's because Clemson sucked. Yes. So, North Carolina State's win total is set at 8.5. This will be a good team. There's not a ton of turnover. What do you think about the Wolfpack? Uh, I'll take this one first. They were, like you said, they were good last year. Devin O'Leary had big numbies. Great numbies. Uh, they're getting lots of hype. They're returning two of their top three wide receivers as well, which yeah. is pretty that's, – that's good. Their O-line should be decent. They do need a running back, however. The defense should improve from a mediocre season last year. They have a ton of returning production. Honestly, I'm cautiously optimistic with this team. I'm scared because they seem like the North Carolina of last year because everybody yeah. was really high on North Carolina last year, and then they went 6-7. and seven. So I think NC State has the they have a low floor, and by low I mean you know five or six seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to take the over. They have 
a really, really easy out of conference. They play UConn, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and East Carolina. <laughs> and then their hardest games are probably at Louisville, Wake Forest at home, Florida State at home, and then at Clemson. So if you get two of those games at home, two on the two on the road, I think you can go two and two in those games. I think I think even though it's pretty high, eight and a half, I could see nine wins. Yeah, for me, for this team, eight and a half isn't high. When I looked at the schedule right away, I put together nine wins. And with the win total set at eight and a half, this was an easy over for me. Add the over as well. <laughs> Already. Hey, we are in yeah. just constant agreeance. There's we harmony are. on the Royal Strong and True podcast. This is a first. We are one. <laughs> we probably will go over on all of these. No. Remember, whenever we all agree, <laughs> Going our do history. the opposite. Do the yeah. opposite. Oh, very true. Very true. All right, our next team is a known football powerhouse, mm. the team of New York. Oh, New York's team. It's the Syracuse Orange. Orange. <laughs> uh, yeah, Syracuse, I have a, I have a fact. Do any of you know their head coach's name? <laughs> no. No, I do not. I don't know how to say it. Oh. Or if this is right. It's either Dino Babers or Dino Babbers. I have heard that. I have heard that. I think it's Dino Babbers. I'm glad it's Dino and not Dino. <laughs> Dino? It should be Dino, though. But, yeah, Dino Babbers or something. It's been there for a while, but he recently got a couple of new coordinators. Okay. Yeah, he did. Names you may have heard of. <clears throat> Robert and I. Oh! Ever heard of him? I think I have. The... the QB draw on third, on third and long. Or yep, his <laughs> classic, and also Jason Beck. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, they both were coaching with Bronco. Many yeah. Hell at UVA. Now they're up at Syracuse. They're like, we love this navy blue and weird orange combo. Yeah, yeah. So. they're following the colors. Interesting. Um, yeah. As far as their defense, brand new D line, like. <laughs> No scholarships returning or something. Oh my gosh, it's bad. But they're besides that, they have a lot of returning starters on defense. So okay. that'll be a toss up, honestly. Okay. If their D line can step up, they should be pretty good defensively. All right. Um, offensively, they have a good running back, Sean Tucker. You guys have seen his Twitter post, right? After every I've single the... game, he like self analyzes and says, "I'm proud of what I did." On this one, I need to get better at this. Overall, good game. And like he, he like self analyzes after every game. He's a national treasure. Yeah, yeah. follow yeah, him on Twitter. He's a nut. Great That's guy. what it sounds like. Sounds like the guy sounds you want like on your nut. football team. Heck now. yeah, right? Who doesn't want a nutty running back? Jamal Williams. He was <laughs> Jamal Williams. He was the a nut. nut. And he was great. <laughs> and Vegas is not very high on Syracuse. Nope. Their win total was set at four, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Um, I initially had the under, oh, but it's four even also, which makes it kind of tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. does make it tricky. I initially had the under, but I mean, I honestly think four is the right number. Yeah, like you can't pick four, so I'm gonna bet the over. Go oh, over. Call an audible. Bet oh, the over. Shoot. Oh I shoot! Oh shoot! Syracuse wins five games this year. Daniel, five games. Oh, I already regret my pick. <laughs> but it's locked. It's, it's locked. We already typed it in the spreadsheet. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. 
I have no idea what's going to happen. Dan's going to be right on this one. Dan, you and I have very different opinions on the Syracuse team because when I look at it, I see a maximum of four wins. The most likely outcome for me being two wins. Two so wins. I'm taking the under emphatically on this. I've so already regretted We this. already have our first fight. <laughs> I'm taking the under two. I see two wins. Why did I do this? And the, the wins. Win. So who are your two wins? UConn and Wagner. <laughs> yep, that, those are my two wins too. I do right. think they could win at Virginia, or sorry, yeah. versus Virginia, and maybe even versus Purdue. Because remember, Purdue doesn't start playing well until they were playing against a ranked Big Ten opponent on yep. a cold, windy day in November. That's true. true. A top three Big Ten opponent. But even with those two wins, I think it's four. I think they lose their last seven games of the yeah. season. I think it'll be two, three max for this team. They're the they're another one of those ACC schools that you just forget exists. Yeah. So. I don't know. Let's just move on. I don't care yeah. about Syracuse. There we go. Syracuse. I also just kind of don't like Syracuse. So, um, Anyway, next up, we have one of the biggest surprise teams in the world last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wake Forest. Sam Hartman, baby. They were wild last year. Wake Forest kind of came out of nowhere. They exploded. Um, they played Army in one of the wildest games ever. This is Army, by the way, that runs a triple option. Yeah. Final score was 70-56. to 56. Yeah, it was wild. Excuse me? It was absolutely wild. Yeah, and they went on to make it to the ACC Championship game. They went 11-3. and Really, really good season last year. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about this year's team, though. Hartman returns. He had big numbers, but he wasn't actually like that great of a quarterback as I, far as my eye test him. goes. Um Offense should be just as good. The defense still has question, though. I, I really don't know what to think about the difference. I'm leaning under, but I won't be surprised if they win more. Their over-under is at 9.5. They've got, honestly, a super, super easy schedule um, after looking at it. So you're taking the under or the over? I'm actually going to go over. Because okay, you're taking the over. Their only losses on here are NC State, maybe Clemson. I, that's it. I don't really see any more losses on here, so I'm taking the over. All right, fair enough. I mean, Wake Forest for me is expected to be pretty much the exact team it was last year. Which is really good. good offense, abysmal defense. So they are going to be <laughs> yeah. in a lot of high-flying scoring matches. It's going to be a lot of fun. If the other team can competently play defense, though, that puts Wake in a lot of trouble. I think there are seven surefire wins on this schedule. I think they win at Duke versus Syracuse. UNC, Boston College, Liberty, Vanderbilt, and VMI are all wins. But then I look at it. At Clemson, or sorry, versus Clemson, at Florida State, and at Louisville. At Louisville is going to be a really, really tricky game. Yeah. So, with those, can Wake get two more? Can Wake get two more wins than the seven? They would have to win at Florida State and at Louisville. I don't think they can do both of those. I'm taking the under. Ooh. I'm More taking the under as well. Oh! I think the ACC will have some Pac-12 parity. Ooh, oh, Pac-12, beating baby. each other up. Okay. Including Wake Forest. Maybe Syracuse will beat Wake Forest or something. <laughs> if, that, if Syracuse or Duke beat Wake Forest for the under to hit, I will be very angry. Syracuse is going to win on a quarterback draw that went for 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> on third and 12. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got the under for Wake Forest. I think they win eight games. All right. Can I just say it's a pity like 
It's sad that Wake Forest plays VMI, Vanderbilt, Liberty, and Army out of conference. Yeah, that's yeah. that's despicable. Right? This is a good team. This is a high-flying offense. Like we said, they score a bajillion points. Why not have them play somebody good? I don't know. Army why? gave them a game last year. That's true. But, like, instead of playing Liberty, why don't you go play, like, I don't know, UTSA or North Texas or Memphis, you know? Play a team that also scores points. Don't go play a team that's going to have three wins this season. I don't know. Obviously, they can't do anything about it, but it's just sad. Well, that wraps up our preview of the Atlantic Division. We will be moving on to the Coastal here pretty soon. But first, a quick little ad break. This episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast is brought to you by calendars. Have you ever had cereal and you just don't know how to eat it? Use a calendar. They have a great shape. It's like half of a circle, half of a sphere. And you just pour the cereal into the calendar. Pour a little bit of milk in there. Then you get your spoon and you just eat the cereal out of the calendar. Calendars are also good for turning upside down and tapping on the bottom, Mm. which would now be the top, with some chopsticks. A great percussive tool. Um, Calendars are also good for eating soupy things, uh, such as... Cereal. Soup? Cereal. (laughs) Yeah, is cereal soup? Uh, No. No? Dan? If you can eat it in a calendar, it's a soup. All right. You heard it here first. Does that make rice a soup? Yes. All right. Rice is also soup. Anything you can eat in a calendar is a soup. Is a soup. Well, you heard it here first. And, uh, oh, the time's running out. Okay, brought to you by calendars. Now let's talk about the Coastal Division. The ACC, you know, the the, the whole coastal part that we talked about earlier. Yeah, real real creative ACC. Let's start out. We're going alphabetically. Let's talk about the Dukies. The Mm, Blue Devils from Duke University. You could not get much worse than this team last year. Duke has been going through a rebuild that seems like it's going on forever, but with a new coach and hopefully with some new juice in the program, do you see them getting over or under the total set at three and a half wins? Call me a homer. Who? I'm taking the over. (laughs) Only by half a game, though. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll they'll just do it. I don't know why. They're going to do it? I'm biased. Okay. <laughs> but four wins isn't that hard, right? Uh I mean you I do mean, get Duke. You get Temple, North Carolina, A and T, Kansas, and Northwestern and you're out of conference. You might be able yeah, to wrap I'll, up I'll take four that wins over. right there. I'll take that. It'll start off four, no. <laughs> Cover it the first four games. Heck yeah, baby. Um, okay. The nugget of the day. Nugget. The offense averaged 418 yards per game last year. Oh, sure. Which is not bad. Respectable, Very respectable. Right? Yeah. Do you want to know why they lost so many games? Why is that? The defense gave up 514 yards. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. That's the and worst. Uh, the worst part, there is absolutely no reason to be confident in either their offense or their defense. No, there isn't. They lost their starting quarterback, running back, and top wide receiver. And a bunch of people on defense, so expect those numbers to go in opposite directions. Oh, boy. Um, personally, I think you're going to lose to Northwestern, maybe Kansas. I'm going to take the under with a confidence rating of 7.9. Okay. okay. Um, pretty out of confident. Four. Out of 592. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very confident. I think you're, you're going to be 
Temple, you're going to beat North Carolina A&T, you're going to beat Georgia Tech. You're not beating anybody else in the ACC. Um, Kansas is the game of the year for yeah. Duke. If they can beat Kansas or Northwestern, I mean, I think they're going to lose to Northwestern. I think Northwestern is going to be better than people think. But if you can beat Kansas, you might have four wins in you. But I'm still taking the under. I got to go with Dan on this one. I'm taking the over. Okay. I'm taking the over on this. I think there are three wins on the schedule and versus Temple, versus UNC A&T. And at Georgia Tech. I think Duke is a better team than Georgia Tech this year. I agree. Now you have to ask yourself the question. They go to Kansas and they go to Northwestern. Can they win one of those two games? Both of these are toilet bowl material and they will be prime television to watch. I think they get one of the two. I'm taking the over with four wins. Interesting. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. I like it. I like it. money on Duke. Speaking of... Toilet bowl material. How about 10 a.m. on FS1 at Northwestern? <laughs> at Northwestern. Hey, keep an eye on the grass. Is Northwestern going to cut it or are they going to oh. leave it long? Oh, I don't know. Northwestern specialty. You know what they should do? They should just have like their top students at each school go out and like take the ACT again. <laughs> that would be funny. It's going to be like, uh, what, are they, what do they call them? Like a academic decathlon or something? Yes. Like BYU Liberty is going to be the battle of the conservative universities. Northwestern Duke is going to be the battle of the academics. Yeah. Battle of the freaking nerds. The academic private school people. <laughs> um, interesting. I am very surprised you guys both took the over on the uh, yeah, We can't be wrong if we both do it. Hey, go right? Dukies. Can we? Dukies. Um, <laughs> our next team is a good one. Are they the, one of the only teams worse than Duke in the <laughs> ACC? It's Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Georgia. <laughs> Known for their triple option that is no longer in effect. Mm. Um, yeah, I have one word to describe this program mm. this season. And the word is rough. Rough. <laughs> rough. I think they're, they're going to have a hard time this year. Their best player last year was their running back. But he transferred to Alabama. Mm. So now they're starting afresh. Again. Um, yeah, not a lot going for these guys at the moment, honestly. Their their win total is at a three point five, Ooh. and I'm pounding the under. <laughs> I'm pounding the under for Georgia Tech. I think Duke could even beat them. That's, how, they that's, will. How, that's how low I am on Georgia Tech. Yikes. That was one of my chalked up W's. Looking <laughs> yeah. at Duke's schedule, it was Georgia Tech. I've already got that sharpie in. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go with you on this one, Dan. I'm taking the under. Emphatically, I will take out my mortgage, purchase all the cheeses available to me, and I will slap it down on this under. They are not winning three. They are not winning four games for the over. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a one and eleven team with their one win, not against Ooh. the FCS school, but against some random Virginia or something. Yeah. I would not be surprised if this team wins only one game and Jeff Collins unhappily departs from the university this year. Yeah, um, they're going to be. I'm not going to say the worst team in FBS because I know UConn fans out there would get really mad at me. Yeah. New, Mexico, New Mexico State, Vandy New fans. State. Yeah. Um, UMass. Forgot about UMass. that. Yeah, yeah, UMass. Let's not talk about 20. What is it? 2017. 2017. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Georgia Tech is going to join that club. They are going All to be right. pre- They are going to be members of the bottom 10 every single week this year. I'm excited. For I that. would not be surprised if they win zero games. Ooh. I might we might be zero. dropping the egg bomb on them. Zero. I'm calling it. 
zero. Under. Zero wins. I don't care if it's minus five. Not even West Carolina. No, I don't even. I don't even know if. I don't know like what the money line is for this, but I don't care if it's minus five fifty, minus thirty two hundred. I'm taking the under. What if I told you that West Carolina in 2021 went four and seven at the FCS level? I don't care. All right. Georgia, Georgia Tech is an FCS school. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm taking the under, 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 under. All right, moving on to a team which is a little more interesting than Georgia Tech, um, Miami. Now, Miami, Miami of. Of Florida, not of Ohio, unfortunately. Um, Mario Crystal Ball is oh. now there. Yes. He is apparently a Miami guy. He was in the 30 for 30. They did about the the Thug U, uh-huh. apparently. Okay. He I don't know. part of that. Yeah. I honestly am not too high on Mario Crystal Ball. I don't mm-hmm. know about you guys. I don't think he did such a great job what at Oregon. He done? He's yeah. been a great recruiter at Miami thus far. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will trust it. I'll believe it when I see it. I just didn't see it at Oregon. Like, mm-hmm. he should have won a lot more games at Oregon than he did. Yeah, when he went from Oregon to Miami, it was kind of like a big story, I feel like. Yeah. But personally, I don't know what the big deal is, because, like, he's good at recruiting, probably, it seems. Mm-hmm. But he didn't actually do that much at Oregon, I feel like. No. I mean, I, what did he do? He yeah. won one Rose Bowl. Right, yeah. but it's because Wisconsin was freaking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> should and honestly, Oregon should have won that game by a hundred. They had Justin Herbert on the field, yeah, and they had lots Justin of speed Herbert's on the outside. Good. And yet Mario Cristobal refused to let him play, which is why I worry about Tyler Van Dyke. I actually really, really like him. I was watching a couple of his games, watching some tape on him. He's like Jaron Hall if Jaron Hall was better. If okay. Jaron Hall like didn't run the ball and used that like the percentage of experience points that you get in a video game, instead of putting that into the running part of a quarterback, if he put that into throwing the ball, hitting receivers in stride, deep balls, he would be Tyler Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke is, I think he's very good. I don't know if he's, you know, first overall draft pick like people are saying. I do think he's really good. Offense looks like it's going to be pretty good. Problem is the defense, very bad. Oregon's defense with Mario Cristobal was not very physical. It wasn't very good. So... I'm going to take the under. Not super confident on it, but I will be taking the under. It's eight and a half, and I just I don't see nine wins, so I'm taking the under. Yeah, this was a hard one for me, honestly. You know how I feel about Miami. You were high on them last year. Last year I was high on them. To my expense. <laughs> I feel like true. I'm more high on them this year. Just because last year they were disappointing, but you know they have some number of talent yeah. that they're not utilizing. Mm-hmm. It could happen this year. They could be really good. Good. Their non-conference schedule includes Bethune Cookman, mm-hmm. Wildcats, first week FCS team. Southern Miz, mm-hmm. also an FCS team. Texas A&M. Battle of the Boosters. Texas A&M. <laughs> yes. A real team. And then Middle Tennessee. Didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. So. I have them, that looks like three and one, you know, first four games. Yeah, I agree. They need to go, if their over-under is 8.5, they just need six more wins to cover that. And the ACC, I think that's doable, but kind of a toss-up for me. I initially had the under on Instinct, and I'm going to stick with that. 
right. Yeah, Miami gets a tough cross-divisional draw. Uh, they get Florida State at home, and they get at Clemson. So not the easiest uh, draw from the nope. Atlantic side. But I do think this is a very good team. I am high on Tyler Van Dyke. I'm actually higher on Jaron Hall, though. I still think mm. that Jared is a Jaron Hall denier, hater, and yeah. I will be coming out with an article soon on how good Jaron Hall is. Let me tell you that. But I'm going to take the over on this. Mm. I think they start out 3-1. and one. I think they lose Battle of the Boosters. I think they beat UNC. They beat Virginia Tech. They beat Duke. I do have one dumb L factored in at Virginia. Nice. But I think they beat Florida State, then Georgia Tech, then they have to beat Pitt. That's a toss-up. I think that game will likely decide the ACC Coastal Division. I'm going to go with the over on this one. I think Miami can get the nine wins. Okay. I, I honestly won't be super surprised if they if they over hits. Like, they do have a high ceiling, I feel like. Um, I just, I'm banking on Miami doing Miami things. Yeah, and when I say fair. that, I mean what they've done in our lifetime, fair not enough. in our parents' lifetime. Yeah, fair I, enough. I would not be surprised if they got nine wins, mm-hmm. but I also would not be surprised if they went like six and six or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Game of the year is the Battle of the Boosters, as Justin called it. Battle of the Boosters. That's baby. hilarious. I didn't think of that. But like the two most talked about NIL shady ethics teams are Texas A&M and Miami. And they'll be playing, get this, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So that's basically going to be a Pac-12 after dark game. That one's going to be fun. I'm excited for that game. But I think this team will be fun to watch. I really do. Fun fact. In the preseason rankings, which we are known for their reliability. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe this is ESPN. Where did they get this from? Let me, let me scroll back up. <laughs> it's on SI.com. But so I think it's SI's own. Okay. Yeah, it's ESPN. Oh, ESPN? ESPN. SI, talking about ESPN's preseason top 25. Very okay. nice. Yeah. Miami's number nine. Mm. <laughs> what? A little insane. Mm. That's pretty high. So if they're that good, they'll definitely get the over. The fun they nugget. better get the over. That's You're... kind of what they were saying last year, too. I don't know. I think the over is a lock then, right? Based on this one ranking. Yeah, based on this gotta be. preseason ranking. Singular. The over is a lock. All right. All I'm right. taking the under. <laughs> now let's talk about a team that broke my heart last year. Ooh. That caused me to do very embarrassing things. And that caused mm. me to almost die on my favorite cheesy snack. The cheese it Let's talk about the University of North Carolina. UNC is losing a lot. They're losing yes. Sam Howell. Mac Brown may or may not be senile. We have yet to see. But he has not delivered <laughs> at Brown. UNC. Not nope. yet. So, North Carolina's win total is set at eight wins. <laughs> what are you guys thinking about the Tar Heels? That's pretty high for me. I'm going to be honest. That's really high. And looking at their schedule, they play at App State. Yep. At App, if you're going to schedule a G5 game, why at App State? And they play at Georgia State. Georgia State was sneaky, one of the best teams in the Sun Belt last Georgia year. Georgia State was good. Mm. If, and, and Notre Dame? It, Notre Dame's L. Guaranteed L. I, I'm scratching that one in for sure. I think they're going to lose both Georgia State and App State just because Shoot. this is Mac Brown. This is overestimating G5 opponents. <clears throat> 2013, 2014. <clears throat> oh, BYU. Sure. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I. I don't think UNC has it in them to hit, what was it, eight, right? Eight, eight wins. wins? No, definitely not. 
I see at least five losses on this schedule, so take the under. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the under for UNC. They lost uh, Sam Howell, who was probably their best player. Their only question mark. And if he was their best <laughs> player, then... <laughs> yeah, he had a disappointing year. He was still probably their best player. So I don't think UNC is going to do much this season. Fair yeah. enough. We can all agree on that. For the same reasons as everyone else, I'm also going to take the under on this one. I think UNC is going to take a dumb L. Their their G5 schedule, their out-of-conference schedule is very tough, and their cross-divisional is at Wake Forest, and they get NC State. So <laughs> That's not what you want. They are just set up for disaster. Before I even started my analysis, I knew that this was a 7-5 and five team. Emphatically, I'm taking the under and slamming that thing through the table. Yep, I think we can all agree on the the under there. Mm-hmm. Um, next next one is Pitt. Now, guys, I'm going to be Arm honest. Pitt? Yes, Armpit. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Pitt lost Kenny Pickett and yep. Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, I still, for some reason, and I don't know if it's their colors with the yellow and the royal blue, I don't know if it's that or what, but I'm still kind of drawn to them as a team that could be pretty good this year. What are you guys thinking? Let me offer you a counterpoint. Heinz Field, where they play, Heinz is not renewing the naming rights, and it is getting renamed to Acrisure Stadium. Oh, shoot. Is it an Acrisure? It's A-C-R-I-S-U-R-E. Acrisure Stadium. I'm just going to call it Acupuncture. Does that change your opinion? Uh, Does it change your Maybe a little bit. Uh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty yeah, bad. It's like that... they rename... Lavelle Edwards to like DoTerra Stadium. Oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> New Skin Stadium. <laughs> That's probably not very far off of that. Young Living Stadium. Uh, yeah, as far as Pitt goes, they lost Kenny Pickett. I think that's going to hurt them. Maybe a little. Yeah. <laughs> their, their win total, 8.5. That's really high. That's, like. that's high for me. So I'm taking the under. Okay. Yeah. I'm also going to take the under. I, just look at their out-of-conference. They play West Virginia, Tennessee, at Western Michigan. I don't care if you get Tennessee and West Virginia at home. You're going to lose one, maybe two of those. Western Michigan, you're going to lose. You, you don't just go to Kalamazoo and walk all over the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're going to lose maybe to Louisville, Miami. North Carolina, I feel like, is a toss-up game. Um and then they play the Rhode Island Rams. Hey. Sneaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going under. There's no way they get to nine wins. So, let me tell you why I'm taking the over here. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. I think they will win nine games. I think they win West Virginia. I think okay. they lose to Tennessee. It's revenge season on Western Michigan because they lost to Western Michigan last year. True, true. So, revenge mm-hmm. season. They're going to beat Rhode Island. Then they have Georgia Tech. Then Virginia Tech at home. And Virginia Tech is an absolute dumpster fire. Then they get a bye, and their hardest game left on the schedule, basically, at Louisville. I think they might lose that. We'll see. Then at UNC, we'll see about that. Then they get Syracuse on their other cross-divisional draw, at Virginia, Duke, and they finish off with Miami. I think, clearly, there are eight wins on that schedule and four toss-ups. Can they win one of those four to push it over? I'm going to have to say yes. Maybe they win all four. Ooh. 12-0. High ceiling? 12 and 0. Is Dan taking the over now? Um, no, I'm still going to take the over. <laughs> um, this is a team to watch early. 
Because I feel like a lot of their season will be predicated on how they do out of conference. Yes, it will. Right? Mm-hmm. If they can beat West Virginia, Tennessee, and Western Michigan, they go 3-0. I think the ceiling, like Dan said, I don't know if it's undefeated, but you can definitely win double-digit games. So yeah. They won't beat Tennessee. Hendon Hooker, I think, is the real deal. That game will tell us, but I think he's the real deal, and I think Tennessee is going to win that Hey, game. that's 1.30 on ABC. That's that's primetime game. Oh, yeah. But I would not be surprised with the way their schedule shakes out if they started 6-1. and one. Interesting. I see. I can see that, but I can also see them going like two and four in those <laughs> six games. That's fair. They yeah. play West Virginia in the backyard brawl for like the first time in a million years on a Thursday night. Yeah. You know how that's oh. that one's gonna be wild. Yes, there's gonna be people suspended for half a season after that one. Oh baby. I don't know. I'm excited for Pitt. Uh, I think they'll be a fun team to watch if if they can get off to a good start. They might be one of the teams to keep your eye on. Yeah, our next team is the University of Virginia. 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 Oh. <laughs> Shoot. This is uh, not an explicit podcast. This is a team close to many BYU fans' hearts because of Bronco Mendenhall's tenure there. Not anymore. Which ended inexplicably. Abruptly. He just kind of was like, I'm done with football for now, guys. He was just like, Yo, the spirit told me I needed the peace out. So I gotta do something peace else. Peace. Um... Wait, do we know what he's doing? Is he mission president? No, apparently he moved to a ranch in Montana. And he is like just like living on a bunch of land in Montana with his family. Alright. And his grandkids. (laughs) Sounds a little weird, but I I can't fault him too much for that. (laughs) I hope he enjoys it. He wants to live a slow life for a little bit. So, yeah. Lots of new coaching blood at Virginia. They got Clemson's old offensive coordinator. Yeah, Tony Tony Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, is that an upgrade though? Clemson's offensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't know. That he's, might be a downgrade. Him and Robert working with a lot of good talent over there, at Clemson. That's true, and he didn't really produce. I don't got nothing out of it. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, he's their quarterback Armstrong, though. Their quarterback is good. Brandon yes. Armstrong, certified good. Brandon Armstrong. They had that amazing game against BYU. Yeah. Like 60, Sorry about your ribs. Sixty-three to fifty something. Sixty-six to forty-nine. Yeah, yeah that one. Ridiculous. He's good. He'll probably put up a bunch of yards in the ACC. Not known for their defense in this conference. No. Um, their win total is set at seven, which is an intriguing one. That is an interesting seven one. even. So will they go six and six or eight and four? I had the under. Okay. I had the under. I think there's. You know, there's a lot of instability. Their quarterback is good. He'll help them win a few games they shouldn't. But overall, they haven't been a great program historically. And Bronco did some good things while he was there. But I think they might regress a little bit this year. Yeah. yeah, I got to absolutely agree with you, Dan. I'm going to take the under on this one. Um, I think this will be a team that is fighting for bowl eligibility. I think they'll be on the brink of five or six wins. Uh, they're definitely not winning eight games. So, if at the very least, get the push. But, honestly, this is a team that could very well lose to the worst teams and beat the best teams because that's just, like, what Virginia does. They're kind of like a BYU. Yep. They, they, they just win dumb games. They lose dumb games. I think they're probably going to lose to Coastal Carolina at the end of the season. Oh, boy. I don't know why you would schedule Coastal Carolina week 11. That is yeah. not a great decision. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the under on this Virginia team. Yeah, I... Like, with it at seven, if it was six and a half, I would maybe take the over. 
But yeah. because it's seven, there's no way they're winning eight games. Yeah. Their schedule appears really, really easy. Like, you look at it. But the harder you look at it, you're like, wait a second. They go to Blacksburg. Like Justin said, they get Coast Carolina. Um, Virginia has no home field advantage, by the way. They go to <laughs> Illinois. True. You're going to lose that one by 50. Um, they get Louisville, Miami, UNC Pitt. Like, I I don't know. I'm taking the under, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a push. Because, like Justin said, they they can win games if they get into a shootout. So, I'll stick in the other. Last but not least in this ACC, in the Coastal Division, we have to talk about a team in Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has been an absolute dumpster fire the past few years. With Coach Pry, things have not been going pretty there. They're losing dumb games. They're not winning what they should. There is a lot of frustration surrounding this Virginia Tech program. There were some coaching changes. Now we will see what Virginia Tech ends up being. Their win total is set at 5.5. Do you think this team makes a bowl? I'm going yes. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, Dan. I don't have very good reasoning why, but I just feel like they will. Okay. I don't know. All right. Hey, go with the gut. Fair enough. Couldn't tell you why. This is is an instinct pick, and my instincts tell me yes. Fair enough. Um. I have them going 4-0 and to finish out the season. They Shoot. get Georgia Tech, Duke, Liberty, and Virginia. All right. Um, Virginia Tech, in, uh, what's the word, a contrast to mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia Tech has a massive home field advantage. They do. That is true. It gets wild. Interesting. Yeah. That is definitely a bucket list stadium. Um, so, yeah, they're going to win all four of those games. And then I look up at the top of the schedule, they get Wofford and Old Dominion. Yeah. You throw in West Virginia, I think they're going to lose that one. I, that is actually a sneaky good game. That's going to be a Thursday night game on ESPN, 530 Mountain. Yeah. That's going to be very fun. That's a yeah. fun one. West Virginia, Virginia Tech, at Virginia Tech. It's going to be wild. Um, so I think there's definitely a couple L's on there. But I do think this is a bowl-eligible team. I know there's going to be a lot of turnover. The offense is probably very shaky. Um but the defense should be pretty decent. And uh, Pry, the defensive coordinator from Penn State that came over to be a head coach, I trust him. I trust him. Penn State has always had a good defense, even though their offense has kind of sucked lately. So I'm going to say yes. They're going bowling. Virginia Tech right. is bowling. All righty. I wouldn't say they're back, though. No, they're no. definitely not back. Not <laughs> um, I have them starting off the year 2-1. and one, Okay. Then taking, what is that, five consecutive losses. Nice. But then I have them winning out the last four, just like Jared does. They'll beat Georgia Tech, they'll beat Duke, they'll beat Liberty, and then they play Virginia. The analytics suggest that Virginia will win this game. But you have to remember, Virginia Tech is Virginia's daddy. Like, yeah. It's bad. It's like Ohio State, Utah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's been the last couple of years. Virginia Tech has won 17 of the last 18 matchups. Oh my gosh. That's, it's bad. That's pretty bad. Virginia that's Tech bad will Diddly Wampus, Virginia. In order to qualify for a bowl and for the over to hit. Alright. I actually really like that. I think Virginia Tech, again, this is a team. Nobody really knows what we're going to see here. It's a lot of question marks. If it all comes together, they could be pretty good. I could see them being a 7-8 win team. Yeah. Um, 6 or 7, I think, is where they'll be. Yeah. Eight mm-hmm. might be a little bit of a stretch, but it's possible. Yeah. But yeah, most likely six and six. 
Alright. We are mostly in agreement on basically the entirety of the ACC, but we do differ on four different teams. Interesting. For Duke, Dan and I have the over, Jared took the under. For Miami, Dan and Jared took the under, I took the over. Syracuse, uh, Dan took the over, Jared and I took the under. And Wake Forest, Dan and Justin took the under, while Jared took the over. So we will see at the end of the season where we end up in our rankings, but what will the ACC rankings shape up like, and what will be the ACC championship game and winner? Uh, so we went kind of by by divisions. So why don't we do that again? We let's let's kind of just go. Let's start with the Atlantic. What what are your guys' picks? Obviously, Clemson is the favorite to win the Atlantic. I don't think so. Really. I think the Atlantic is won by NC State outright. Okay. 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 I think the Wolfpack win the Atlantic outright. It's not even a question in my mind. With the new coordinators that Clemson has, I doubt that they can win enough games to to qualify for the Atlantic Championship. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I think it's going to be Clemson. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. Well... Yeah, I think it'll be close. Because I could see Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest, Louisville will be frisky. Frisky. I'm thinking Louisville will be frisky this year. Okay. And muck it all up, bring the level down so that it's easier for any given team to win. I like it. Yeah. But uh, maybe Clemson squeaks it out. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, This is interesting because (laughs) the... uh, the Clemson definitely is the odds-on favorite, but I agree with you guys. I don't think they're going to just walk away with it. Yeah, definitely not. I think there are a couple of teams that could vie for it. I think Wake Forest, NC State. I I think Louisville will be frisky. I don't know if they'll be competing for the yeah, division title. They probably won't win the whole thing. Yeah. I For me, it's between Clemson and NC State, and I think the winner of that game is going to win the division. I want to say NC State, but they play at Clemson. That so you are declaring? I am going to say Clemson. All right. Just because... Ah, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking Wake Forest. Wake Forest. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, going with, I'm going video game type uh, team. All offense, no defense. That's a terrible pick. I'm going with it because I can't say Clemson and, and keep my conscience happy. So. Okay, Wake Forest. <laughs> so who do you guys have taking the Coastal Division? This is freaking mm. awesome. Let's just say that. Yeah, this is a tough one. Pitt or Miami are the two favorites. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go Miami. Miami? Ooh, Personally. interesting. Okay. Who are you going with, Jared? I'm also going with Miami. I also went with Miami. Oh. If they stay healthy. True. If not, then I'm giving the nod to Pitt. Okay. But I think Miami will take it. Interesting. I still am confused why we're all so high on Pitt. Like, I'm with you guys. I'm like, I think Pitt's going to be good, but, like... They should be solid. I just don't know. Like, they lost their two best players. Yeah. It's it's just interesting to me. So, Dan, who Mm -hmm. wins the ACC championship game? Clemson or Hmm. Miami? So, do they still do it by divisions? For this year, is the last year. This is the last year. Okay. Clemson versus Miami. Ah, this is a... That's a bad one. <laughs> I don't really want. I don't want either of these teams to win the ACC. Uh, but I like Miami more than Clemson. Bring it, Miami. 
right. Jared, Wake Forest or Miami? So I'm actually going to hedge my bets here, and I'm going to go NC State versus Miami. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay. Because NC State seems like a more probable conference champion than Wake Forest does. Okay. Um, again, I don't think the winner will come from the com- from the Coastal. I think it'll be whoever wins the Atlantic. Um, I just I don't want to say Clemson, so I'm going to say NC State. NC State. NC so you State. don't you don't have them winning the division, but you have them winning the conference yes. championship. Hedging <laughs> my bets, and I watch it be Clemson on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have also chosen NC State to win the championship. I think they'll take Miami on, and they will have a more complete team. They will have a more uh, mature team because there's a lot of returners on this Wolfpack roster. I think they have the capability to make some real noise this year. I don't think they'll be a playoff contender, but I do think they'll win the ACC. Alright. Any parting thoughts about the ACC? ACC is not a Power 5 conference. <laughs> yeah. that That's a good preview, I think. Yeah. Let us know if we were wrong. I mean, we were. We, were, we definitely were. I mean, we were. Yeah. We're, we're going to be wrong. Yeah, we're going to be wrong, but we'll make some Instagram posts, we'll make some Twitter posts. Please interact with it. Please let us know if we are right or if we are wrong. Who will have the best total at the end of the year? Who is just an absolute schnobberdongle idiot? All three of us. That's my vote. Yep. <laughs> Seconded. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are getting super pumped for football season coming out in just 45 days. And this is the best podcast to help you prepare for the college football season. Follow along with us here. Make sure you download the episodes and leave a review. Follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter as well, at Loyal2RoyalPod. Thanks again for joining us, guys. We love you. Thank you. Goodbye now.